This is Kale McCutcheon with the Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 30 with our podcast series. Make sure to tune in for more podcast information and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, welcome to Help Desk with Joe, show number 10. And uh, we have with us, joining us remotely, Joe. Um, I got to say, it's sad not having you here in the studio, but with the current uh, coronavirus situation, I am so happy that you are calling in and we're able to continue doing your show. So welcome remotely to Help Desk with Joe. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. It is completely uh, different. I'll put it that way, uh, doing this over the phone versus actually sitting face-to-face and having a conversation. Yeah, I know. I, I miss you, Joe. I don't get to see you as much as we normally do. Uh, of course, you always take care of all our computer stuff, and uh, now you're doing that remotely. You had to work on one of our computers yesterday, and it was weird watching you move the mouse cursor around and do that work remotely versus uh, popping in the office when you're running through town doing your normal work. Um, but happy that you are... I'll say that technologically savvy that you can do the remote work and still make it work and still help out all your customers and help out us businesses and organizations that rely on your technical skills. Um, and of course, I think it's only fair to mention that we all, we both know that Cena does all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. So we'll give a shout out to Cena. Um, exactly. <laughs> if Cena's not happy, nobody's happy. No, I don't know. Cena's, <laughs> always, Cena's always happy, but you know. Got to keep the lady that's running the show from behind the scenes, uh, giving her the proper credit. So, but anyway, so thank you, Joe. Again, uh, you worked out how to do this remotely, which we're terribly uh, excited about. And we have some uh, other folks that are going to join us remotely as well here in the next week or so. So exciting oh, stuff. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, that's I. I told him you you know Joe's already worked out all the kinks, so just call in and we we'll have it working. So excited to keep our shows going all right so anyway help desk with joe and joe is joining us remotely uh let's get into it so you got a couple of big news stories and then of course the tip of the week why don't you start out with uh, news story number one all right yeah i'm excited to say this week will be the first week in many weeks that our news stories don't surround COVID 19 which tickles me to death <laughs> that is uh i'm sure that's on everybody's mind everybody's probably watching the news reports every day um, but yes, that is the exciting uh, part of our show that we don't have to bring that up other than to mention that we're not bringing it up. Uh, but that is exactly. good stuff. <laughs> okay. Always so, a joy when you talk about good exactly. things rather than uh, all the bad things that's happening. Yeah, and, and surprisingly, today's news stories are nothing but positive. So, you know, I, there's, there's two check marks. There you go. That's awesome. And, uh, Joe, you're always a positive part. You and Cena both are always super positive anyway. And, uh, and I particularly like talking to you because that's the other day. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. It's tough to be mentally healthy when we're in times of crisis like this pandemic deal. Uh, and there I mentioned it a second time just to make sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's tough to be mentally strong and to look at the positives. And I loved it when I talked to you on the phone the other day. I was like, Joe, I have a problem. And you're like, hold on, let me remote in. Hey, can fix this. No big deal. Um, those are the good kind of problems that get fixed easy. Uh, so it's always nice to have that kind of outcome. And I know not everybody has that outcome when you talk about technology, but uh, you sure make it easy. Uh, we try to do the best we can. Well, I like it. So, all right. So, new story. I got off track quick there in a hurry. I haven't talked to you for a while. So, 
uh, it's hard to get stay on track. So let's get back on track. So news story number one is positive news. We like that, and I'm excited for you to share it with us. All right. So the first topic today is T-Mobile and Sprint are finally merging. You know, we've talked about this for several weeks now, but the ink is on the paper, so it is official, and the wheels are in gear. Nice. Now, uh, of course, my concern is always, as a consumer, what does that mean? How's that going to affect consumers? Okay, so so I'm going to start at the beginning and kind of just walk you through the whole process of what what happened and what's going to go, what's going to happen from here. So, as everybody knows, this this process has been going on for about two years now. So, Sprint and T-Mobile were number three and four on the uh, top four cell phone carriers. Well, as of yesterday, they combined to be you know, help figure, make their map even bigger. Does that bump them up into the top two, or are they still number three? I think they're still number three, but they are a much bigger number three. The, the yeah. gap between two and three is much smaller. Nice. Okay. So they're they're one of the top three major players in communication now. Exactly. So what this does is it actually can help start jumpstart their ambitions to move over to 5G. Okay. Which is the next which is the next generation of cell phone high speed broadband spectrum. You know, you hear everybody talk about 4G LTE, well 5G, that's the next step. Now, we're in Spencer, West Virginia. We're very rural. Do we do we have any 5G capabilities around us at all? No, as of right now, if you look on, and this isn't, I'm not against Sprint or T-Mobile, but all the carriers right now, they're basically focusing on major cities, Dallas, yep, New York, right. uh, Florida, places like that. So, right. We saw it so, in Lexington, but, but, Kentucky, and Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so we know some of the major cities, like you said, Columbus, Ohio, they have all had 5G last, oh man, back in last spring or summer, or summer, last summer for sure. So you're right, yeah, the major cities are definitely 5G in it up. So when, so what part of the new structuring is they are going to drop the Sprint name and everything's going to go to T-Mobile. Really? And the current, yeah. Interesting. Which, kind of surprised, which surprised me since Sprint has been around longer yeah. that they would that they'd go with the Sprint name. But T-Mobile has made such big leaps and bounds as far as uh, shaking up the cell phone arena that it doesn't it does not surprise me that they went that route well I see a lot and this is my opinion of course and just traveling right here around West Virginia Kentucky Ohio Pennsylvania I see a lot more sprint stores than I've seen T-Mobile but maybe I'm just not looking but it seems to me like sprints has a bigger presence and I know obviously we have a sprint store here in Spencer West Virginia and I had one over in Ripley, but uh, I don't recall. I like I couldn't even tell you where the nearest T-Mobile store is. Well, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's interesting. Around here, it was always uh, Brides and AT and T, and then Sprint stepped up and started really expanding their coverage around areas like ours. Yep. So T-Mobile was, you know, it used to be Sprint and T-Mobile was never an option, and then Sprint finally became an option. But yet, still nothing from T-Mobile to this point. So, right, right. Hmm. All right. So, T-Mobile from here on out, and bye-bye Sprint. Now, uh, 
that'll be some changes in their stores and everything else. So that'll be interesting. Yes. CEO John Laguerre, the CEO of T-Mobile, he will actually be stepping down in May, which that was something that they had already put in place beforehand. This wasn't because of the merger. They, he, they was actually looking to have him step down anyway. And then Mike Subvert, the company COO, will be moving into that CEO position in starting in May. So from my standpoint, as a follower of all this and always kind of keeping an eye on T-Mobile, I'm anxious to see how well this works out based on the fact that when uh, when John was in charge, that was when he really, that's when T-Mobile really started shaking up the cell phone networks and made everybody start needing to offer unlimited data and all that again. So now that he's stepping away and this new Mike Subert stepping in, I'm wondering how that's going to change things. Right. And I remember the last time we talked about this deal and how it was getting closer, uh, you had exactly that conversation, the strides that Sprint had made under his leadership. Um, and now it doesn't seem like the uh, T-Mobile guy is as familiar to people. Does that seem right? Is that fair to say? Well, if, if you're a T-Mobile customer, the John John Laguero, he he is very well known in the T-Mobile arena. Right, uh, right. But the the, C, the CEO, you know, he's more of an office person. I'm assuming because that his name is as well known. So right. I'm anxious to see how well that's going to play out. Yeah, stepping into a role. Okay, man. So for what do you think? Like, I know locally here we have a Sprint store. What will that mean for that Sprint store in the coming? Will we see anything quickly moving to T-Mobile, or is it you think it'll be business as normal for a while? I mean, it'll the, probably be business. It'll probably be business as normal. Literally, the only thing that should change at this point is the sign out front that says Sprint will probably be T-Mobile, and they'll yeah. probably change the paint scheme inside the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, the ink just dried, so it'll probably be a while. People can expect not to see any major changes or anything for a while then, I assume. Right. So, and one another change that they're making is the Sprint's prepaid boost uh, cell phone cut carrier. They actually, as part of this deal, they actually sold boost over to Dish Network. So, Dish is actually going to start using uh, the boost brand. And over the next seven years, they're actually going to start offering their own version of 5G. Oh wow! So on the T-Mobile on the T-Mobile network, and we know AT and T and Direct TV have combined. So now Dish is getting their cell phone carrier lined up. Right, and this was part of the deal so that there would still be competitive uh, companies, so there wouldn't be such a big monopoly. So that was part of the deal that they had to they had to give up Boost, but in the grand scheme of things, this is much better for everybody. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. So for the average consumer. You know, this is a good thing, moving into more competitiveness between the big three and uh, branching out some more with Dish and picking up Boost. So, okay, exciting stuff. And I'm sure all the Sprint customers will get some sort of news that will come to them, letting them know the changes when they start to happen. But as you said, they yeah, just cried, so, you know, some time. Right, and they're, they're speculating at this point it's going to take about three years to get everything over. So it's not going to be a overnight switch. Right. Okay. Well, that that should make everybody feel better about it. Nothing sudden, you know, not going to lose service or anything like that. Just a gradual switch over. That makes it nice. But here's where the real kicker is, and this is, this is what I'm excited about, and Dave, you should be too, is they are negotiating the deal uh, 
when they was negotiating the deal with the SEC and all that, it was uh, part of it was the build out 5G deployment in rural communities to proper, uh, promise to offer wireless home broadband instead of as an alternative to cable and DSL. Nice. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, I've used you personally as my technology guy, and you know the issues we have with connectivity and rural internet. We don't have any. Uh, <laughs> the cable stops short of our house as it does yours, and uh, that makes it a tough deal. So we're relying on cell phone technology to do our home internet. So that's so exciting they are stuff. Off, so they're promising to have over the next little bit uh, guaranteed 90% of Americans will see a broadband service at speeds at least 100 megabits per second if the deal is approved. So wow. that, that part of it is still working with the FCC, but once, once they get that approval, it should be no time before we start seeing 5G start, and that'll really help them start deploying 5G, and then everybody can start accessing broadband internet, true broadband internet, especially around here. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Hmm. That'll be fantastic, because right now is... If people, uh, if you're listening to this in a timely manner, uh, you know the coronavirus issues and the home, uh, the can home stay at home orders and so forth, and how many more people are using the internet or trying to use the internet. And I know at my house, you know, it's it's a connectivity issue with my kids trying to get their schoolwork done, uh, and then get in there. Of course, I'm looking at Kale when I say this is the video time, video game time, so it clogs up our uh, cell phone uh, internet usage and hotspot. Um, so that kind of access in rural America will be very, very welcome. Um, well, and, and broadband internet, that's, that's a whole other conversation for another day. That's kind of one of my personal pet peeves, but I'll leave my personal opinions on <laughs> broadband and, and how it's, how it's being regulated and how they should change it. I'll, I'll leave, save that for a different episode. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's, we, uh, you know, that comes up in our economic development meetings and our community development meetings. And, uh, and I'm always skeptical because people throw out there, well, broadband, we need broadband. I'm like, I don't even know. That's that's like saying we need automobile. You know, it's such a broad term, especially in rural America. And uh, and I'm just saying this to get you more fired up. Uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, a lot of times if people that are, don't have a technology background using that term, and they use it inappropriately, and um, they don't understand, in, in my opinion that you know what you're truly looking for and what you truly need and how you could actually make that happen in reality for rural America and uh, you know that's one of the things we were talking about the last community development meeting I was at you know are, when you say broadband we need broadband are you saying run fiber optics everywhere out you know four miles out of holler somewhere you know or like close to me out speed road it just isn't it isn't fiscally responsible to run fiber optics everywhere to get what people are deeming broadband capabilities. So you have to come up and look to the future for what type of wireless technology we can develop that'll serve rural America in a fiscally responsible manner and still provide that accessibility. Right, and actually I recently joined one of the local broadband committees and that's one of the things we're looking at. And they're looking at as far as broadband, of there's, like I said, there's several options. There's wireless, there's fiber, but one thing a lot of people don't know, and that's not just here, that's all across America. Yeah. Is there's a lot of uh, unused fiber that was ran, but it's either not working, you know, it's not in use anymore, or it was ran and they just never turned it on. So there's a lot of companies out there buying up that fiber and then just plugging in their equipment, flipping the switch, and boom, now people have internet that didn't have internet before. Yeah. And that, that was one of my, you're welcome, by the way. 
I didn't know if you wanted on the economic development committee or the uh, broadband committee or anything like that, but I kept throwing your name out. I'm like, you know, you're having this meeting and I personally have no business being here, even though I've been invited, I have no business being there because I don't know enough uh, about technology. I don't have the technology background. And I'd always say the person you need here is Joe. You need to get Joe McDonald here to have a serious conversation because he's one of the few people in Roan County that understands technology. He's neck deep in it every day. He's the guy you need to talk to about how and what accessibility issues we have because he deals with it every day. So uh, you're welcome. Uh, I threw your name right in there, and uh, <laughs> hopefully it works well, out I'll for the you, better. <laughs> well, actually, I hats off to the committee. Uh, the committee that has been working on the Roan County Broadband Committee. Yeah, they have been in. They they've been working on this for two or three years now. So I'm kind of late to the party. Yeah, but. Uh, with the stride that they have taken to actually, you know, get this off the ground and to get it actually into Roman County, you know, just from the first meeting, I was greatly impressed. And they are making such great strides on trying to get this internet in here. Yes. And as you can see, you know, as of today, this is a much needed thing. And the whole issue that the with broadband is it was it has never been treated as a utility now now you've got me on my soapbox it, it works <laughs> hey, i was gonna say i can drag you off topic like nobody's business um so the reason <laughs> the reason broadband was it's hit or miss and not everybody has access to it is when the internet was first open to the masses back in the 1990s at the federal at the federal level it was regulated as a luxury item not everybody used it not everybody has it not everybody needs it if you want it, it, there it is. If not, eh, no big deal. Well, as the years have gone along, people were more and more rely on the Internet. Just look at today. You know, how much people are needing the Internet for just everyday tasks, common communication, just keeping up with the news. Shopping, so yeah, for across some, the board. Exactly. For, so for several years now, uh, people have been wanting to move internet over as a utility. So then if it's considered a utility, not a luxury, it is more heavily regulated and the quality gets cranked up tremendously because then they have to answer to the regulator and say, well, why is it this working? You know, why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And so, so at the federal level, there's an awful lot of lobbyists in there saying, oh, no, 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 no. This is still a luxury. This is not a utility because the internet providers know at least the bad ones, um, and I'm looking at our local DSL provider, and I'm not going to drop any names, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're scorned by everybody in our area. Yeah, that if it was considered a utility and not a luxury, FCC would be hitting them down with a heavy hammer saying, okay, you're a utility. Why aren't you working like a utility? Right. All so, right. You know, they're kind of... They're just kind of left at their own devices, and eh, it works, it works, it doesn't, then it doesn't, no skin off their nose. Yeah. Well, Kale just gave me the time sign, so that means move on to uh, discussion topic number two, get back on topic was his words, and uh, All right. so smiley well, face emoji, <laughs> get get back <laughs> on topic, you're welcome, Joe, I got not only you, but myself on our soapbox, and, and like you said, we're pretty fortunate to have a broadband committee here with the people doing all the work, that's what I'll finish with, uh, I didn't mean to say, imply that our broadband was uh, committee was doing a bad job, it's just, um, in my point of view, is getting the right players at the table to help out as much as you can. 
Uh, and as you said, right, they're, and, they're making big strides in Roan County because we're so rural um, that they're they're doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Yeah, and and the people that are involved in it are, I'm just a very small cog in the very in the machine. They have a lot of people. They have the right people in the right positions that we can actually make this happen. So, yeah. so I, I was greatly impressed, and I was tickled that they uh, welcomed me with open arms and, oh, yeah, yeah. and hoping to to be able to at least play a small part in actually helping get the get the product to the masses, as they say. Yeah, especially in rural Roan County where we desperately need it. And we're seeing that now with all the kids out of school and needing the Internet to get their schoolwork and stuff done. Okay. Well, on right. to topic number so, two, um, the FCC. Okay, so I'm going to finish, I'm gonna finish oh, sorry, go ahead. Finish real quick. Uh, as far as billing goes, that's the big question of what's going to happen to everyone's plans and their billing and all that. Uh, as of yesterday, T-Mobile was kind of mute on that. They wasn't uh, given any directives as far as whose plan is going to migrate, what plan is going to change. But they did kind of make a broad message saying don't expect any changes for the next three years. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. That's comforting. So, yeah. That's... So we'll, that's kind of just a wait and see what happens after that. Right, right. Well, so three years to kind of ease over into the new billing and everything else, that'll be, that should make people feel very uh, comfortable with the change in the process. So good stuff. Right. Okay. That's. I'm glad they're taking that into consideration with their consumers. Uh, that always makes it nice. Right. Okay. Okay, so topic number two. The FCC <clears throat> is going to require, and you know, this is a follow-up to our FCC robocall story a few weeks ago yep. where they was highly recommending, well, now they've changed gears and said this is going to be required to be used by June of next year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so from recommendation to requirement, by, what's that What's that mean exactly? Yeah. Okay, so what this does is they are, the FCC is going to require the phone companies, uh, basically anybody a cell phone provider, landline, any of them, to start requiring some kind of protocol, which is what they called um, the shaken and stirred technology, right? Uh, to help eliminate robocalls. And before that, was it was kind of heavily recommending and requesting, but now this is you have to have this in place by June of next year. Oh wow. So many many of the companies, mostly a lot of the cell phone providers, have actually started doing this voluntarily. Yeah. But you know, a lot of them are ahead of the ball game. But now any phone provider is actually going to be required to do this. Now, here's where it gets a little shaky with requirements. Most phone companies are on the newer technology, which is called IP-based or network-based phone calls or call system. That required by June of next year. For a lot of smaller phone companies that are on the older technology, or the POPs, as they used to call it, the plain old telephone system, the FCC is working with them to extend that deadline because they're, it's going to be much harder to implement that uh, setup with that older technology. Yeah, and you actually beat me to my question. I was going to ask you, what kind of process is this going to be for those companies to get that in place, and are they already there? Do they have the technological ability? Um, but. You answered that question. So question number two, then, what does that really mean for the consumer? That means uh, with this technology that 
once it's implemented and the companies have to actually do a second step, they have to actually authenticate and make sure that each com- each provider communicates with each other. What that means for the consumer is, is I'm on Sprint, you're on AT&T. If I call you, they're in that system. It's going to figure out that either if, one, my phone number is true, and two, if there's a live person on the other end. So all these robocalls and telemarketer calls and your car's extended warranty, all those calls, are going to greatly decrease, if not stop completely. Wow. What I got to think that's going to hit people pretty hard that work in that business, but really if it's a robocall, there's probably not a person anyway. But that, right. that's well, not, just a different deal. Of, yeah, it's computer generated. Of, at least here, right, at least here lately, is it starts off with a robocall, yep. and then you know I press, well, I press one just to see who's on the other end and if they hadn't called. Joe, you're a troublemaker. I like it. Everybody (laughs) else hangs up on them. I hang up on them, but not Joe. By golly, Joe. All right, let's Um, have some fun. One. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To the point, I've had them go, please don't press one. I said, well, don't call me. I won't press one. (laughs) So you're wasting our time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Reverse psychology on the old telemarketer. There you go. So most of the time here lately is whenever I press one, I receive the person on the other end makes it sound like they're overseas. Yeah. So it's not a big deal for us here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it's going to be nothing but help. Gotcha. I'm all for it. And I think that that will make me super happy because I I get probably, I don't know, five a day. And it's crazy. They come in waves. Some days I'll have one or two, and then other days I'll have five or six. And it's just. And what really gets me, and I will appreciate this, is that when they have local numbers, like it'll be for us locally, it's a 927 number, or for cell phones, it's a 531. Uh, It'll have those. And I'm just like, man, maybe it is somebody calling me, but then uh, I figured out don't risk it because it's almost always some sort of robocall. Yeah, that's that's like me. I've just adopted the thought of if it's somebody that best trying to get hold of me, they'll leave a voicemail or they'll yep. send me a text or they'll call again. <laughs> yeah, and that's and I feel guilty not answering my phone, but it's just so hard to tell. Um, so, right. So now I just like I, I haven't had my ringer turned on volume for years now, just because I get beat up so bad with it. So if if you're a person calling me and I don't pick up, I'm not ghosting you. I just don't recognize your number, and you have to leave a message or text me, and then I'll know. Right. Back because. Just how it works sometimes. Well, that's why. That's why I told you this morning I was going to call from a different number just to try to make, just give you a heads up. Hey, the weird yeah, number yeah. calls. Answer. Yeah, because I wouldn't <laughs> have answered it, but I looked at it. I was like, ah, Joe. Okay, and it came up as Glenville. Just so you know. Yeah, that's 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 the the software I was using. That's what the number they gave me. Nice. Okay. Well, and you again doing your deal on the technology side. You uh, are using the software that cleans up how the phone call comes in and makes you sound really good. You sound very good, Joe. Well, I, I pre- I'm glad it works. I was, after listening last week, I thought, yeah, that's okay, but let's see if we can clean that up a little bit. Yep, I think you did a good job. You sound really good on my end. So, All right, perfect. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for showing, sharing the robocall uh, FCC regulations. That should make everybody's day better, and uh, we don't have too long to wait for that to kick in so great stuff there let's move on to tip of the week okay the tip of the week now i'm probably i'm just giving you a heads up i'm gonna get my soapbox back out hey get it out and the go to town the, week, buddy. <laughs> the tip of the week is 
using caution when answering Facebook surveys and those let's play a game and answer these 10 questions type of deal. Oh, yeah. As as you've probably seen, uh, Facebook here lately has been flooded with two things. One, COVID-19, and two, everybody saying, I'm bored, so let's play a game. Answer these 10 questions, and we'll see what everyone's answers are. Yeah, that's craziness. People are bored, and you're right. That's how they're burning time. And uh, and honestly, I, I uh, unfriend people that do all that stuff. I just, yeah. I'm not a big Facebook person or social media person. I use it here for work, obviously, but that's the majority of my usage. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't understand it, and I don't care for it. So t- tell me why I'm, I'm right on this one, hopefully, maybe. Okay. So, so here's the big issue. These questions that are being posted and people are answering, if you read them and you stop and think a minute, biggest majority of these questions are the exact security questions Ooh. that you fill out on websites if you forget your password. Wow, that is an eye-opener. Yes, first pet, favorite pet, family member. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's scary stuff. Yeah, that's one thing that nobody's even given any consideration to. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, do you think it's malicious or is it just innocent asking questions to break up boredom? Well, it's actually part of both. Okay. Part of malicious because a lot, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of these things are posted on the internet. It's one that you never know, you don't know where it starts, but you know it, it's just there. Yeah. So a lot of hackers actually start that kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. And then when you posted i mean it's not like you're clicking on link and getting a virus or anything but you know if if i get that and fill out that 10 question survey so now if my facebook account gets compromised and they say well let's see what other accounts he has access to and they try to access any of those other accounts hey what was your first pet's name oh right here on facebook (laughs) number three my first pet was yep like <laughs> oh yeah best friend growing up what street did you live on yeah that's craziness i never you know i never would have put those together so i'm so that is such an awesome tip of the day i gotta say that's one of your top 10 tips of the day and just to remind people that aren't familiar we've done these shows uh up until a year or two ago we've done probably three years worth of shows uh, i know we were well above 50 some shows previously in our old studio and now we're on 10 here. But anyway, so top 10 tip of the day, Joe. I tip my hat to you, buddy. That's a good one. Uh, well, I appreciate it, yeah. And Wow, that's, that's mind-blowing. Is, that is just mind-blowing. The more I think about it, that is mind-blowing that people were, uh, haven't thought of that. Wow. Right, and and personally, it's one of those my pet peeves that it pushes my buttons immediately as soon as I scroll through and, it, and there's somebody posted, let's play, you know, Whatever, and answer these ten questions. My goodness, yeah. Did you uh, did you call Scene over to talk about this one immediately when you realized it, or was it one of those, uh, just shake your head and take a moment to yourself? I just shake my head and take a moment to myself. Because <laughs> she, well, she agrees with me, and but she knows she knows exactly where I'm going with that whole train of thought. So, so at this point, we're on we're on the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the we're on the same page, so there, there's not really much to complain to each other about because we each other already know our same. Yeah, same yeah, yeah. Cena's in the loop already, so she knows the deal. 
Oh right. my goodness. That that and just again, if you don't care, that is such a big tip and such an eye opener. Say it again for us, just to make sure any people out there listening. If you're listening, take note okay, of what Joe's about to tell you because this is important. When you are on Facebook or any social media and you see those posts, let's play a game, answer these 10 questions, and most of the time they're questions of your last name, your mother's last name, your mother's maiden name, your maiden name. What was your first job? What was your first pet? What street did you grow up on? All those questions can be used as tools to get your accounts compromised and and or hacked just based off of if someone tries to access your account and clicks, I forgot my password. If you stop and think, the biggest majority of those websites ask you to use recovery questions. And those are the most common recovery questions that are asked. Yeah, so there you go. That is and easily one of the biggest top 10 tips of the day Jonas Joe's thrown out through his help desk with Joe shows. And again, well over 60 some shows. So awesome. Joe, that is amazing. Uh, it's startling, startling of course, but uh, it's such a good revelation to sit there and talk about, Hey, be aware when you're at home bored and you start seeing these pop up, be wary of how you answer them. And I know it's fun in games and it seems like innocent fun in games, but in the world we live in today, the the hackers are so clever and so um, technologically aware of what they information they need. Just be aware of that. Be smart. Listen to Joe. Joe's a smart guy. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. That's an excellent show today. All positive, which I really love. We all need a little bit of good news uh, in our day to brighten up our day. And um, Joe, how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions on the Sprint T-Mobile deal or about the FCC robocall issues or if they have more questions on tip of the day uh, with the questions that match up with security questions for your accounts, how can they get a hold of you or Cena? You give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at amdigitaltech on all that. And be sure to follow the podcast and leave us a five-star review. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast under Help Desk with Joe and Dave. And be sure to listen to Patch's radio station, Patch Turned Up, and then also the Patch Turned Up podcast. And Joe, you and Cena with A&M Digital Technologies have done so much work with here at Patch. Like you said, our, our video broadcasts that we're doing daily here for our students that are at home, uh, along with our internet radio station and all the podcasts we're doing. You guys are the engine that's doing all the hard work and heavy lifting behind the scenes. So thank you so much. And if you have any interest in how any of this works, the best thing I can tell you is call Joe and Cena at A&M Digital Technologies or reach out to them because they have all the answers. And um, they do great work here for us in our Roan County community and our Spencer community. And I want to say the best thing is when we had computer problems yesterday, a quick, easy text, and then you're remoting in and you're taking care of issues. And that's just wonderful, Joe. So if you're worried about social distancing or whatever, talk with Joe and Cena. They have a lot of this stuff figured out and can help you remotely uh, to take care of any computer issues you may have. And, and some of it's simple stuff. Like I know the computer you fixed for me yesterday was just an update issue, and uh, you took care of it in a couple minutes. So uh, that's good stuff all the way around. So, Joe, we really appreciate the work you and Cena are doing. And, um, and I know you probably We're don't get help. enough credit for that because people, you know, like, ah, oh, it's just fixing my computer. But 
reality is that it's a lifeblood of what we do, and especially now uh, with all the social distancing, we're relying pretty heavily on all our computers and our platforms to get information out to our students and parents. So uh, great stuff across the board. Uh, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it and happy to help. All right. So, again, contact A&M Digital Technologies. Joe and Cena, they're always willing to help with any of your technological needs. And uh, we're going to wrap up our show. This is Help Desk with Joe. And with me, as always, Joe. And, Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate your time thank and taking you. the time to help out our community and our folks. And I'll let Kale here, who's producing behind the scenes, one of our high school students, and he'll do the wrap-up for the podcast and our Facebook Live show. This is Kale, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Past Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our past students. Patch, community and children first.